0: Well, they were good negotiations. He's an only agent, which makes things uh, a little easier. I think he, he's been around a long time, so he's well-versed in what a fair deal is and how it goes. So I went back and forth for about a week, week and a half, and uh, you know, I think we came to a point where we both thought the deal was fair and you know, and got the paper, and he's officially an Eskimo, so it worked out well.
1: I talked to him earlier, and he joked uh, that that he knows about the Kevin Glenn, uh, the Kevin Glenn injury bug that seems to happen when he signs with the team and the starting quarterback gets hurt. Yeah. He, of course, hopes that doesn't happen, and says it's all a fallacy. But he's such a great insurance policy, isn't he?
0: He is. That's why we did it. I mean, if you look at 2015, uh, did the Eskimos win the Grey Cup without Matt Nichols? Probably not. And having been with the organization in 2016, I don't think we won the Grey Cup without Trevor Harris. So. You know, we have all the confidence in the world of our younger guys on our roster, and we think the arrow's up. But when you have a guy out there with the wealth of knowledge that Kevin brings, not only just on the field, but what he brings to the quarterback room on helping mentor those young guys and being a really good signing board for Mike, um, it was a no-brainer. And the guy went out and won a lot of games last year. He won a playoff game on the road. So the talent's still there. Uh, did a lot of research with other people that have been with him in the league, and he's never an issue. He's great for the locker room. He knows his role. He knows that, that Mike Riley is the starting quarterback. And I just want to be emphatic about that, that there's no quarterback competition here. Riley's right? the quarterback. So, I mean, I'd, I'd be shocked if people even had to, to ask that, but I'll just stop that rumor or discussion mm-hmm. before it starts.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. I guess a, a guy of, of his experience knows the deal and he knows what's going on and he knows what he's stepping into. And what I like about the fact about him is that he's not on, at 38 years of age going into his 18th year, he's not on the decline. I mean, he's still won more games than he lost last year. He started a lot of games, threw for over 4,000 yards. He's still a very good quarterback.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that played in part of it is you hope, I mean, Riley's tough as nails, and we hope he doesn't miss a snap at all. Or if he does miss a game, we hope it's because we're we're kicking butt on the field and we pull them on our own accord, but we have a guy that we think we can we can put right in there and we don't miss a beat, and that was part of it. Like I said, I referenced the Nichols in 15 and Trevor Harris in 16, and that was a big part of it. Is We think we have a, a good offensive unit, and we just wanted to get a little bit more experience after we moved on from James. And as far as the, the injury thing, I didn't answer that earlier. I apologize, but, you know, I called Mike Riley before we did this. He and I had three or four conversations about, about it, and he was all for it, and he just said, hey, I'm not a superstitious man at all, and you know, truth be told, he helped recruit Kevin. That's how much of a team player that Mike is, is. He's like, whatever we can do to make our organization better, I'm all on board with. And so you have two extremely great leaders, two veteran guys. It just made all the sense of the world for us.
1: Tell me about your off-season so far. Uh, last week, uh, you signed Darrell Walker to a contract. Uh, rumors are out there about Aaron Grimes having agreed to a deal. Uh, you've, you've solved the James Franklin issue with the, with the trade. Are things going the way you expected and the way you hoped through the first month and a bit of the off-season?
0: So far, so good. You know, we have a lot of work left to do. We had 37 pending free agents, and that's that's a litany of guys, and, you know, it's a carryover from the, uh, the record setting injuries we had when you sign guys on a Tuesday to play Saturday, you don't have a whole lot of window to negotiate terms as far as years. So uh, we're working, you know, the saying goes, you you plan the work, you work the plan. So um, every day I'm speaking with agents and players and, and trying to get more and more guys to come back. And I think we're, we're doing a good job. And the nice thing is that everybody loves playing for Jason. We have a great organization and that's the best recruiting tool of all. Um, Some guys are just going to say, hey, we think my value is this much more. And, and, you know, the reality is we're not going to get every guy back, but we're doing all we can to get the guys back that we really want.
1: Can can you clear up anything from the rumors about Aaron Grimes that we heard over the last three or four days?
0: Well, nothing's official. We're we're very, very close. And, um, you know, I don't know where that came from, but it was a done deal. But um, I feel real confident that if he's – Back in the CFL and not with an NFL team that he'll be in green and gold. I'll say that.
1: All right. Uh, are you surprised that uh, that some guys who everyone expected maybe to get another sniff at the National Football League have elected to stay in Canada and stay with the Eskimos?
0: No, I think it goes on what I hit on earlier. Is that, uh, they love playing for Coach Moss. They love our entire coaching staff. It's a great organization. I think once you go down and dabble a little bit and uh, you go to with 90 guys on NFL roster and go to training camp, some of these guys aren't getting a ton of reps and how. Not that the talent level isn't there, because I think some of those guys can play in the NFL for sure. I think it goes to, are they getting realistic opportunities? They draft players in the NFL, so they're going to get the first priorities, the first, second, third chances. Whereas a lot of times, a guy from the c is going to get just a, a sniff. And if they don't take complete advantage right away, I don't know how realistic the shot is. So I think the guys that have circled through know the business and see it for what it is. And I think that plays a big part of it, too.
1: Do you anticipate signing some of your own free agents between now and and free agent day in the CFL, or do you expect most of the guys now to test free agency?
0: I think we'll get um, some more back. I I certainly hope so. We're close with some guys, um, very close. uh, But I've learned in this industry, like I said, unless you get pen to paper and the contract's registered close, doesn't really count for anything. So I feel confident about three or four more guys that are are pretty key cogs, um, and it just comes down to them understanding that with all these moving pieces, there's only so much space on the cap. So if they want to go and, you know, the truth is every guy says, I want to be the highest paid in my position. And whether they deserve it or not, that's just not a reality, uh, unfortunately. So and, and that was put in place on purpose with the cap to create parity, which it has.
1: Uh, is the one position that's pretty important right now, that linebacker spot, because you've lost Kenny Ladler, obviously, and, and you've got a lot of free agents mm-hmm. in that position. Are you really focusing on the linebackers?
0: Uh, Focusing on everywhere. I mean, we, there's been discussions with some linebackers, and you know, the the thing is, we have guys like Jeremiah Cozy, who you know we like a lot. We have Terrence Bullitt, who was hurt, but there's great things with him. Uh, been in detailed conversations with J.C. Sherrod. We're hopeful he can come back. We'll see if we can make it work on both ends. Um, you know, Konar is going to be a free agent. We've very initial conversations with him, so we're doing what we can. But as far as the the nickel linebacker spot, you know, Chris Edwards stepped in. He did a great job. We've got some other guys that that filled in and did play well, that Brandon Thompson, when he comes back, and do that. So, you know, we think there's depth there, and there's some guys that maybe the fans don't know just yet, but that we've scouted and that we're aware of that we think, if need be, can step up and fill those roles.
1: This is your first, going into your second season as a GM, but your first off-season as a general manager. Um, tell me what it's like to to try and roll the plan out. Last year, of course, you came aboard in April and really didn't have much chance to, to change or do anything before training camp started. What's it been like for you this off-season, rolling out your plan throughout the entire six months of an off-season?
0: Well, we haven't got there yet for the entire, but it's been very busy, like I said. there's. They're rolling out the plan and doing the place, but the truth is it's been a lot of carryover from how reactive it was during the season because the injuries put us in a place where we have a, a very long list of free agents. So still playing catch-up, to be frank, with all the injuries we went through during the fall um, and just trying to make sure that some of the key guys that we want back, we can get back. And so that's the focus for now. Until free agency hits, really all the other plans are They're there and, and we're working on them, but the, the focus right now is trying to wrap up these guys that we want back.
1: Can you give me the Coles notes from last week's GM's meetings in Banff? Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, two major things that that we hit on were the potential of moving the season up. Uh, That was a hot topic, and really the crux of that was is it really going to disrupt any organization to the point where it's unrealistic? So no final decisions were made, but we batted around with the GM's and the president's for a while, and just each organization shared their thoughts and why it would work for them and why it wouldn't work for them. So that was uh, one topic. Another was making sure that we did everything in our power to always make this game as safe as possible for our players, whether that's gathering more data on injuries, making that data more present to all doctors across the league or what have you, and then just the, the general discussion of, you know, is there, is there any ideas outside of the box that we haven't brought up yet that we can think of to to protect our players? <sighs>
1: I uh, can't let you go, Brock, without asking. I know you're out scouting right now, and I don't know if you were traveling yesterday or not, but did you get a chance to see the finish of that New Orleans Minnesota game yesterday?
0: I did see it. I was on a flight, uh, but when I landed, my uh, email was blown up with everybody asking me, so I saw the finale. That was uh, very reminiscent of the Franco Harris immaculate reception. If Minnesota goes on to win it, then I think it'll be discussed in the same breath as the Franco Harris catch.
1: Yeah, I've I've never seen It's hard to see a walk-off touchdown in a football game, especially in a playoff game like that. It was just an unbelievable finish.
0: That was crazy. It's great for fans and for Minnesota to be able to do that at home in front of their fan base. It's pretty special. Certainly. I feel bad for the DB that is, uh, you know, I I have to say, I get a little frustrated when fans just pelter these athletes because I'm saying, like, he made an interception earlier in the game that put him in place to even be up at that point. And you're talking about a professional athlete that knows angles and all those things. And who knows what he was thinking. By the looks of it, it looked like he didn't think it was catchable, and he wanted to make sure he didn't interfere to give them a first set of downs so, or another shot at the end zone. But I feel for him because with how fast the game moves and those bang-bang decisions, uh, you're never going to be perfect. It just happened to be on a very, very big stage.
1: That's kind of the beautiful things about sports, eh? For every hero, there's a goat, and uh, one guy probably That's gets right. too much That's credit right. and one guy gets too much blame.
0: That's absolutely right.
1: All right, Brock, thanks very much. Appreciate your time tonight.
0: Anytime. Thank you. Excellent. Thanks for having me.